So uh, when I was doing research for this week, I came across an incredible factoid. What did you learn? In 1971, the Quaker Oats Company financed Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Quaker Oats is responsible for that? Yeah, the original one. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Uh, So the Quaker Oats Company had acquired a company in Chicago called the Breaker Confections Company. And it was Mm -hmm. uh, one of their subsidiaries. Uh, So in order to help boost candy sales, they helped finance Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And that's where they renamed the company to the Willy Wonka Candy Company. So remember like when they sold Wonka bars and I think like Everlasting Gobstoppers, all those were Wonka. Uh, That was a Quaker Oats subsidiary. Quaker Oats. The boring Quaker guy became a Hollywood player in order to raise sales for their for their flagging or small time candy company. It's kind of like a kingpin story. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a Drake story, you know. <laughs> Start um, from the bottom, and now we're here. Now we're here, even though he was on television as a child. But whatever. Well, Quaker has been around for a while. <laughs> um, they also changed. So Ooh, they. What if what if the Quaker Oak guy was on Degrassi? Anyway, sorry, go ahead. That's okay. They also helped with the name change from the original novel, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. They recommended they call it Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory because in 1971, the Vietnam War is going on and Charlie was a reference to the enemy during the Vietnam War. Is that right? That's what it says. And they were afraid people would avoid the movie. See, I didn't. I thought that they always focused it because Gene Wilder was the bigger star. And so they, they named it after him instead of after... Yeah. Uh, that's that's what it says. But, you know, finding out that this was financed by uh, by Quaker, it makes a whole lot more sense because the movie is not really very well made. Like it's it, I mean, it's got Whoa. like a well, hold on, hold on. it's got like it's got a little bit of a it doesn't come off as a big budget movie. Okay? You don't feel like it's a very polished movie. Well, I'm just saying like there's really nobody famous in it except Gene Wilder. Mm-hmm. It's just got that like, we've got a few bucks, but let's not get crazy kind of feel to it. <laughs> it's like a, it's a, that's like if Idiocracy reached out to Mountain Dew in order to get their, their picture financed. <laughs> that would have worked. It would have worked. Uh, well, this is Paul. And this is Nick. And this is Serial. Serial! 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 You know, I have to say I'm pretty excited about today's topic. I, I hope so. I, I, before we get into it, I just want to apologize to our listeners. If I if it seems like that I am sitting here, sitting back and sipping tea, that's what I am doing because I am, I'm an ill human right now. I am a, I'm a lesser man today. Yeah, Nick's got that nice little uh, mid-season cold. Yeah, that's uh, it's not great. Also, I don't... I don't know if you've ever been sick in uh, in a sunny environment before, but if you ever want to feel like you're small or that uh, the world will go on without you, that's what being sick in Los Angeles is like. <laughs> because it's like everybody else is like out doing their thing. The weather is gorgeous. Sun is out. Everybody's doing like, you know, the weather doesn't match how you feel. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you ever want to feel like that, the world does not revolve around you. Be sick in Los Angeles. Anyway, I'm excited about today, too. 
Oh, good. So you are a fan of granola. I love granola. Oh, I love granola. Um, this is what I'm most excited about, about granola. Mm-hmm. And us talking about granola is that this really opens the door for us to talk about all kinds of things. Like, you know, we can start talking about French toast. We can start talking about pancakes. We can start talking about all kinds of breakfast food because granola is not a cereal. Really? Granola is not a cereal. Interesting. I mean, that's fine. You can have your opinion, but it's definitely started as a cereal. But that's it is okay. no longer a cereal. Uh, it is. It is. It's just it's not a cereal, though. It's still a cereal. It's just not a cereal form is not its best form, but still exists as a cereal. It's uh, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree. That's fine. That's fine. That's why we work so well together. Yeah. How about some history? Hit me. Granola with a U. G-R-A-N-U-L-A, which I like saying granula. Granula. Something sounds like something Dracula would eat when he's constipated. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let me cut out that one. No, that was a good one. I've killed Nick. <laughs> I haven't gone for three days. I need some granula. <laughs> I need granula. He's, he's also uh, Tony Soprano as a, as a vampire. I need some granula. Where is my granula? Uh, so it was a... Tr- so granula or granola, however you want to say it, with a U, is a trademark name, and it was invented by James Caleb Jackson in 1863. 1863? Where? Was it United States? Uh, yes, it was United States. I want to say uh, New York State. So, middle of the Civil War, mm-hmm. somebody comes up with, with granola. Was it like a, a wartime snack for soldiers? Like, why? why? Well, no, so you're right. It, it, so the way it was originally made was it was it was manufactured from graham flour and it was rolled into sheets and baked okay, okay. and then they would break the sheets bake it again and keep breaking it see this is this is what i have a problem with when people bake things and then they're like you know what this this really baked dry cracker needs we need to cook it again and make it more dry. We need to <laughs> yeah. dry this out just a little bit more. So it's similar to hardtack, which have you heard of that before? I've heard of that before, yeah. I've heard of it, but I wasn't so super familiar with it. And that is basically a water, flour, and salt biscuit that was used in the 19th century as a military food staple. And, and I guess it like lasts forever. Yeah, and torture device, basically. <laughs> yes, they, um, they have pictures of hardtack like in museums that it's like, you know, 200 years old or 150 <laughs> years old. And it looks like like a really old, big cracker. Right. But the original granola had more of a consistency of, it was a, it's been called a larger, tougher version of grape nuts. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's brutal. How do people <laughs> still have teeth? I don't know. It said that it had to be soaked overnight lots of times before it could be eaten. See, that's the, see that makes sense. Like, you know, that grape nuts is kind of like prototype granola as we know it. The same way that, like, leeches are like prototype medicine. You know, it's just <laughs> basically a failure of food. And, yep. it's, a, and it's a failure of, uh, of, uh, of invention. Imagine grape nuts being the smaller, softer version of something. Oh, jeez. I just can't, <laughs> can't even believe that. Because uh, I'm sure grape nuts are made from human teeth, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I think, they're, I think they actually are like slightly crumbled up baby teeth is what they are. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. you had a- you had asked if it was a military food. It was actually. It's along the lines of all these other cereals. It's like a sanitarium food. So it's similar to Dr. Kellogg's deal. This was created to sort of um, curb the appetites. Right. You know what I mean? Sort of cure-all. So, of course, here comes in the freewheeling and dealing Dr. Kellogg. He oh creates his own version. Oh, boy. But calls it granola with an O to avoid copyright infringement. Okay. So, Dr. Kellogg... His legacy is not going to be cornflakes. His true legacy is patent evasion. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing that he was really good at. I, he, it seems like he wasn't a very good doctor. And then he doesn't really invent his own stuff. He just like takes other people's stuff. Yeah, and then finds a way to evade, evade the patent or takes them to court and wins. Yeah, it's kind of bogus. Yeah, right. I don't know why in my head I picture Doctor Kellogg as like kind of a Theodore Roosevelt looking dude. Uh huh. But with a tuxedo. <laughs> like a fat cat tuxedo. Yeah, yeah. And he like has to he has to push his tuxedo shirt thing back into his cummerbund because it keeps rolling up like a window shade. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like drinking and smoking in like a back room where his patients can't see him while he's cutting deals with a judge and like the chief of police and you know, his his uh, cronies. Right, yeah. You know, CW Post is back there. Uh, mm-hmm. and they're, they're all in the back room. And they, you see Colluding. An order, and an orderly comes up and, like, closes the door on you. <laughs> yeah. Or they slide that little speakeasy notch for just the eyeballs. Oh, yeah. So what granola's real claim is that it has the most nutrition in the smallest size or weight. So it's really a, a concentrated nutrition source. Okay. So kind of like Soylent Green. Yes, yes Soylent okay, Green yeah. and that uh, liquid stuff they eat in the Matrix. <laughs> right, yes. Everything the body needs. <laughs> uh, so we zip forward uh, probably, you know, 80 to 100 years to granola as we sort of know it today. Uh, the concept of granola was revitalized in the 1960s by the hippie movement, which oh. is why the word granola is used to describe someone who is like super earthy or... yeah. But the crunchy granola. Uh, yeah, that's like very granola. Yeah, yeah. They added, you know, fruits and nuts to make it a little healthier and also to sort of make it taste a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because, <laughs> I mean, until, until the 1960s, that's when they were like, you know what, let's put some fruit in there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> where do these people work for Cheerios? <laughs> so modern granola is like, a, is usually oat based, rolled oats. Nuts, some kind of sweetener, which is either brown sugar or honey, and it's baked until it's toasted and crunchy. Mm-hmm. There's also like a binding agent that holds everything together. Yeah. So it is traditionally, I, th- I believe it's traditionally made in sheets, and then it probably goes on a thing where it breaks it into chunks and stuff like that. Yeah, you break it up like uh, Walter White does with, uh, with meth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, in 1972, the Pet Milk Company, you've heard of Pet Milk, right? Oh, yeah, sure. They introduced Heartland Natural Cereal, which is the first major commercial granola. And just about the same time Quaker comes out with Quaker on 100% natural granola. I think that's the one I ate as a kid, if I can remember correctly. And then, of course, within a year, Kellogg's and General Mills have come out with their versions. Uh, Kellogg's had Country Morning Granola Mm -hmm. Cereal. And General Mills introduced Nature Valley Granola Cereal. Ah, Nature Valley. Bane of my teeth. (laughs) <laughs> Just like biting into a Nature's Valley bar is like the worst thing my mouth has ever experienced. Those are 
tough. They're real tough. Now, let me ask you this. Would you consider anything with clusters? Basically, clusters are granola, right? I feel like that you're leading me into a trap here, Paul. What no, you, no. I'm, so like honey bunches of oats. No. Or Raisin Bran Crunch. You're oh, going to say those clusters aren't granola? So, no, I don't think that uh, those those count because once you insert a flake into the granola, it is no longer a granola. It is now a cereal. But what I'm saying is the cluster itself. The cluster itself, perhaps, but like honey, but honey bunches of oats, it's a cereal, not a granola. Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I'm, sorry. Co- I'm sorry if I led you on. Yeah, that's that, that's the trap I thought you were leading me into for me to be like, yeah, I think that's true. And then you'd be like, honey bunches of oats is a granola. Boom. Boom. Show over. Yeah. Uh, no, so like if any, like a cluster is basically granola bits, I would assume. It's it's granola, like, it's definitely in the granola family, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Essence of granola. Yeah, for sure. Like it, it harkens to granola. What's uh, what's your favorite granola? Um. So, you know, I used to eat, I used to eat granola a lot. Granola was like my mainstay for, for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul, if there's anything you should know about me, I'm pretty brand loyal. So uh, I found that I liked the bare naked uh, protein mm-hmm. uh, granola. And I basically ate that for years until I like just decided to peek one day at the nutritional facts and be like, oh, this is terrible for me. So how so, long were you eating it before you actually looked at the label? Like, like years? probably two years. Yeah, probably two wow. years I was, I was looking at. I mean, it was like, you know, I looked at, I, I look at nutritional labels all the time. So I looked at it the first time I was like, oh, that's not that bad. And then, you know, like two years later, I looked at it. And I was like, oh, that's for like a third of a cup. And I'm yeah. eating like this by the fistful. So mm-hmm. that's not good for me. Um, I moved on to uh, my the, my recent most favorite one is uh, one called Purely Elizabeth. They make a brand that's pumpkin fig that is delightful. It's just uh, it's magical, but and that's got less sugars in it or, or fewer sugars at least. Um, fewer, yeah, less sugars. Less sugar is fine. It's got less sugar in it. That that one's my favorite right now. Where are you working with, Paul? Um, I like Archer Farms granola. Target brand loyal. Target, I mean, you know, listeners know I love my Super Target so much. <laughs> um, I do love Archer Farms. And I, 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 I'm i with you. Like, I do not eat it just about at all anymore. Uh-huh. I'll eat it on vacation. Like, if I'm at a hotel somewhere and they've got granola, it's on. Like, that's like, I'm going to treat myself. I'm on a trip. These calories don't count. And then you do like a trough of granola with the whole milk that's like room temperature because it's sitting on ice, but the top half can't get cold. Right, right. I So I'll eat those. When I, I think like the brand I remember eating the most though was when Kellogg's came out with low-fat granola. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that one? Vaguely. I mean, low-fat, th- that didn't enter in my entire life, basically. Low-fat anything. Oh, that's been my whole life. So yeah, very painfully aware of low-fat granola. But that's really all that I eat for granola. I'll get it at like Menchie's or something. Like it's a great mix-in for like frozen yogurt or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's know a lot o- of people like it in their regular yogurt. That's the only way I eat granola is inside a regular yogurt because granola is not a cereal. It's it's the belongs inside of a yogurt. It doesn't. It belongs. <laughs> it belongs only in parfait form. It does not belong in uh, in a cereal. It's not. It's not. It does, milk milk and, and granola should not combine. So when's the last time you had granola with milk in a bowl? Never. No, that's not where it belongs. It doesn't go there. So you you can't, you sound like me now. You're making an argument for something you know nothing about. I'm just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't belong. 
I also know that I don't want to pour a bunch of anchovies into a bowl and pour milk on top. I know that doesn't work either. <laughs> I think that's a little bit different. It's the could, same. Could be good, though. I don't know. <laughs> Some of the other brands that are out there right now, you said Bare Naked, which I feel like they, they're they sort of the granola renaissance, I think. Like, they really, I think, led the way. And especially because I've noticed, sure. you, know what's, you know, what's interesting about granola, too, is how the packaging has changed. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. in those big Ziploc bags now. Oh, which is like a revelation. Yeah. It's like, it's the one thing that I don't understand that cereal has not caught on to. Like yep. how is cereal not inside of a Ziploc bag? Yeah. And, and I, I've had a couple of people ask me if that, if they, if we could make that our mission with this show. To put cereal inside of a Ziploc to bag. To get a resealable bag on the inside to which I say, it's truly in this, in this industry, it's one or the other. You get... A box of cereal with a crappy bag, or you get a bag of cereal with no box. Yeah, it's it's multi meal, or you have to, or you have to roll the bag up into the box. That's just that's just what you have. Those are your options. I put this to Post because Post has the manufacturing; they have the resources to do a resealable bag in the box because they have multi meal and they have their own products. There's no reason why they can't pioneer this. Except that Post is drunk at the bar and they'll never be able to innovate ever again. That's right. But <laughs> it's still something that needs to be addressed. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely needs to be a cause. Let's, let's, let's see if we can't make a hashtag for it. <laughs> but I wonder if they're holding off because they know Kellogg's is just going to steal it from them after six months. And call it, and call it like reclosable bags. Mm. <laughs> With the new super fresh bag. <laughs> It's like, hey, you stole our idea. It's like, hey, we're Kellogg's. What do you think? What, what were you expecting? Mm-hmm. That's what we our, do. Our we're going to steal your granola. That's right. Oh, no, it's not a uh, – it doesn't have uh, microscopic teeth that grab each other when you seal it. Ours has a slider top, so it's oh. different. So it's different. Sorry. Uh, we're going to take you to the Supreme Court and we're going to win. Do you purchase any Nabisco products that have now like the lift and seal like on Oreo cookies? Oh, Paul, I can't buy Oreo cookies. Like that's like I, I know that they have like a, they have those lift and seal so you can seal them back up. But like if I open up a bag of Oreos, like that's a that's a one serving for me. So you don't you've never like I, can't, <laughs> I can't stop. Like so this, this innovation in food packaging was never a problem for you because you never even considered to yeah. close up the package. Close up the package and put it away. <laughs> like that's not a thing. Like if you open up a bag if you if I open up a bag of Oreos like. That's just that's just my afternoon. It's just me just going back to the Oreos all until they're gone. Paul, I have no I have no uh, resistance nope. for sweets. Like I, I yeah, it's just it's just like the, the if there's a sweet around, like there's never any snacks in our house because as soon as we get a snack, I'm just eating it all the time. Really, that is so funny, man. I can't we stop. we are like if you ever came over for more than two hours. You'd probably be ill. We have so much snack here. Oh it's unbelievable. Yeah. So if, you you ever, that- if you ever need to have like a snacks, like if you have too many snacks in the house, you're like, we're never going to eat all these. They're all going to go bad. You could be like, well, we need the cleaner. And you can call me up and then I'll come over with like sunglasses and a glass of milk. And I'll just like, right. eat all the snacks. <laughs> I'm going to need a pint of yogurt. <laughs> just, yeah. I'll just take stock of all the snacks that you have and like all the things I can mix them in with. I need a pint of yogurt. I need a, I need a half gallon of silk uh, soy milk, unsweetened. <laughs> unsweetened. 12 ounces of pressed mint pineapple juice. 
we uh, got we get snacks at the office, and there was a thing of Oreos, and somebody opened it. The like, so they went to open it the traditional way, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like, like a kid playing with a gun. I like freaked out and snatched it away from them. It says lift here. <laughs> you lifted the thing that says lift. We have to eat them all now. This is supposed to last us a week. <laughs> um, by the way, yes, I'm basically office dad. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, that's your role as office dad. So you've got Bare Naked, which does the pouches. Mm-hmm. Nature Valley, like completely rebranded. I don't. I feel like I never saw Nature Valley granola. Yeah, like last, me either. Right? I saw the bars, but like not in like the pouches. Yeah. So they've got one, and they've got some weird shapes. Like they've got the like a zero, um, like an oval square, a square oval zero, like a crackling O'Bran shape. Okay. They've got a couple of weird ones. So it's not just granola, but it's like. Granola put in an ice cube tray or something, or like cookie cutter granola. <laughs> That's because Nature Valley is trying to innovate ways of like really, really grinding into your mouth. Just like finding <laughs> new ways to get into all those nooks and crannies in order to like really scar up your mouth real bad. Yeah, they want to get your gums too, not just your teeth. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they they want to really get into those places that they've never really all the all the crevices everywhere that they can possibly find a way to make an abrasion. They're just they're really innovating in that arena. <laughs> Uh, Cascadian Farms does a an organic granola. Uh, oh. uh, kind has a bagged granola. Now, oh with, yeah, I feel like Kind, and we're going to talk about this later. But I feel like that is where it starts moving away from quote granola, and it's more of like fruit and nut blend type stuff. Like yeah, it's, it's almost like a snack tra- mix. It's like trail mix. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have all your little brands that are like not super well known. Um, like the Purely Elizabeth is a smaller brand. Mm-hmm. Um, all the private labels, you know, a lot of uh, Target and Publix and I think even Walmart. I mean, Kroger, they've all got a, a granola brand. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of options out there. A lot of like interesting blends that they're interesting in the fact that they're being sold at like major grocery stores, but it doesn't seem like stuff that people would traditionally eat. So it's kind of a cool way to get people who aren't very experimental with food, i.e. me, mm-hmm. to try some of these things like a pumpkin and fig or yeah. cranberry and cashew oat clusters or something like that. That sounds so good, too. Yeah, I'm just making them up off the... There should be a granola Mad Libs. <laughs> I mean, basically, just combine a fruit with, like, a nut and then, like, a like a sweetener of some sort. And it's going to sound good. Like, cranberry cashew honey sounds great. Ooh. Cranberry cashew uh, cinnamon maple syrup sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Yeah, right? Okay, how about a... Craisin... Uh, yeah. Brazil nut agave nectar. That sounds interesting. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, because that, like, I feel like that if you chop up the Brazil nuts, it's kind of like the same texture as a macadamia. And, like, macadamia yep. is pretty popular in, uh, in those fruit nut granolas. So. But Brazil nuts a lot cheaper, but you can sort of dupe people a little bit. Yeah. And I think they're poisonous too, right? Like, if you eat no. enough of those. I don't know about that. But. I think I think that's true. I think that they're poisonous. That's why there's only like four in a can of mixed yeah. nuts. Because you can't you can't possibly eat that many. You can't eat <laughs> if you eat more than four, you will die. 
Mr. Peanut's always play, playing a, a risky game. He's always he's, he's gambling with your life every time. He's he, you know he's 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 putting it in front of you. He's like. I dare you. Oh yeah, he's playing with fire because like yeah. half the population is already allergic to pe- to nuts in general. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and then he's at like, least that's what TV leads me to believe. That's right. And and if he's like, if you're not allergic to nuts, I'm still gonna try to kill you. It's over. He's just gonna get you. <laughs> it's, he's he's coming to get you. <laughs> that's right. I want to switch over to granola bars, man. Yeah. Okay. I mean. That's really what we came here for. That's really why we're talking about granola. Okay. Granola bars. I I went as far back as I could. This was actually a lot harder to research than you would think. And it was the one of the few times where the like corporate website of a specific product had the most information. The first granola bars that I can uh, come across were Nature Valley, 1975. Early, early, early bars. We've talked about trying to find ways in order to cut your mouth up. Yeah. Still around, still kicking. Why are they so hard? They're so hard and you bite into them and it's like, not only are they like rough, like they have rough edges everywhere, but then it like also release like a dust. There's like, a, <laughs> yes. it's like, a, it's like, it's like a, like a nature Valley anthrax. that just like bursts into your mouth in order to like prepping your mouth. Be like, okay, we're going to cut your mouth up. And then this dust is going to get inside those cuts and it's going to hurt real bad. I just, when you say bite. And that's a pretty generous uh, description of what you do to a Nature Valley granola bar because I'm thinking, I remember when I would get them, I would try to like bite it with my front teeth and I couldn't. No. And you would either have to put it in your mouth and bend the granola bar and snap it in half. Yes. Or my favorite, like a wild animal, I would put it, I would open my mouth all the way and I would take the whole bar and put it into the back right so I could gnaw at it like a bone with my molars and exactly. break it off that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have heard, and I've seen actually a life hack of this. If you mm-hmm. put one of those in the microwave. Apparently, if you microwave them for 30 seconds, they will be less crummy. So you basically melt the glue that's basically, holding yeah. the MDF yeah. together? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the caulk that they use in order to, <laughs> to bind all the elements together. You melt that down a little bit, and then it's actually like a, a like an edible thing. You know, it, it definitely is like the OSB of food. The OSB. OSB is the one that they use nowadays in, in lieu of plywood, where it's like, it looks like pressed wood chips. Like oh, big okay. pieces. Yeah, yeah. This is like, like they took all the scraps and they put them under like a, the amount of pressure they use to make sweet tarts. <laughs> and then it's like this really hard bar that you break and like shrapnel goes everywhere. <laughs> are you saying that Nature Valley granola bars are the honey bunches of oats of the granola bar world? Yes. But pressed together. Pressed together. One great thing about those was is you got two. Yeah, exactly. You did. You get two. And as a as growing up, like any anything that could give me two things made was was great because like mm-hmm. like Twix, uh, Take Five, all those. If I could pop get tarts, two, why why would I have toaster strudel that only has one when I could have pop tarts that has two? Yeah, it's like they're not as good, but I get two. But I get two of them. Do you ever notice when, and this especially happened when I was a kid, but it still happens now. If you're eating something like a regular size bag of Skittles or like Starburst or something like that that has a chewiness to it. Uh The amount of time it takes to eat one piece dramatically increases on the last few pieces. Have you ever noticed that? Like your mouth is just tired, like exhausted from eating. 
Uh, for me, it's more of a savoring thing, right? So I'll eat oh, like okay. so. Say say I have fifty skit individual skittles. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll f- probably two or three at a time, just boop 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 boop, popping them in. Sure. You but you know, chew them up a few times, swallow it. But then when you get down to like three or four, uh-huh. I'm eating them like one at a time. I'm sticking it in my lip like dip, and really letting it get soft. <laughs> You know, getting all the flavor out of it till they turn white. And then that last one, you chew like a piece of gum until it just disappears. No, I don't. I don't have that experience. Uh, oh, see, that's what I would do with the, the two granola bars. So the first one, it's like a sawmill. It's like, first right. one's gone. Second one, you're like, I'm really going to savor it. And then you somehow, whereas the first one, you got three bites out of it. Uh-huh. The second one, you somehow get like six or seven. Uh-huh. Yeah. I see where you're at. But um, me growing up, like there wasn't time. Like it just, it just needed to be inside of me. I, just, <laughs> I needed, I needed whatever was in front of me to be inside of me, and then like that, I would worry about the consequences of that later. I, I, I guess I should expect that answer from a guy who's never worried about closing up an open bag of Oreo cookies. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. you can't, you can't. Yeah, that's that. You, that's the answer you have to expect. I had that down to like a production level. Like I was just like, get cream off, wafers together, eat the thing. And then we move on to the next one. Was the cookie bite one bite? Like you put the whole thing in your mouth? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like, you're, you're like competitive eating professional quality over here. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. And like uh, the only thing that could slow me down was the double stuff because there's more cream. That was the only way I could be slowed down. You're aware that they have mega stuff now, right? I can't, I can't deal with it, Paul. We like, have them right now. We have them. And they're so good. Like, can you, like, you break out the, the Oreo pack. Mm-hmm. Like, say, you're sitting down, Marathon, Stranger Things, mm-hmm. Chuck, whatever you're, you're watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You break, you, you, you break out, you break out the, 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 the bag of Oreos. You open it up from where it says lift and pull. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me that you only eat, like, four or five? Yes, and here's why. Oh, my God. I can't even deal with that. <laughs> well, it's called self-control. It's called... Low, slow metabolism. It's called weight problem. I don't know. There's a lot of names for it. Oh, but the trick, it's such a mom trick, but it works, is I go in the kitchen, I take four, I put the pack away, and then I go sit down. Oh, boy. Yeah. Because I will polish off a uh, a bag of Doritos, you know, spicy nacho, if it's on my lap while I watch TV. Oh, yeah. So it's not that I'm not capable. It's just it's the it's it's uh, it's the Wolfman locking himself in a basement, <laughs> you know, proactively. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because you know you can't be trusted. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I um. That, here's the problem: is that like uh, I'm I'm that Wolfman that has locked himself in the basement, but I have a really shoddy door, and uh, <laughs> and I get out every time. I, I I just you know I, I haven't really committed to the cage is, is 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 all that happens. Well, and you don't really have a cage like you when you watch TV like your kitchen is visible from your, oh yeah from where you are and it's like a hundred feet away fifty feet no twenty feet away twenty feet away yeah yeah so mine is like in another room with a pantry door so like I have to get up and I have yeah. to go get it and it's just like you have enough time to think about like man what. Should I really be doing this? And then I, I have a very good guilty conscience for myself. Uh huh. Yeah, that's. I think that's my major problem. Is like I live in an apartment. I live with a. You know, if I had a house, I would have time for an existential crisis between the couch and the pantry, and then I would I could 
convince myself not to eat the Oreos. Let's talk about the best of the best when it comes to granola bars. Quaker chewy granola bars. By the box, Paul. By the box, I would eat those as a kid. I would eat That's those impressive. by the box. Like my parents, <laughs> I've told you before that like my parents kind of gave up uh, trying to, to feed us in a rational way or a reasonable mm-hmm. way and just like stocked our house full of snacks and they're like, just eat you jackals. And then, so we would go and like, yeah, fruit jammers and uh, <laughs> Swiss cake rolls and definitely granola bars, the quicker granola bars, just like the. Because, like, they were so small. It would just be me and my brothers with, like, each of us with our own box of granola bars, just, like, pounding wrappers flying everywhere. <laughs> it was just, it was madness. It was mayhem. Those were introduced in 1981. 1981? As what? the first chewy granola bar. That seems later than I would expect. Yeah, I felt like, I feel like it's it should have been reversed between Quaker and Nature Valley. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so this is this is where this is all the marbles here. What's the what's your favorite flavor of Chewy Bar? I mean, at least tell me it's hard to pick a favorite flavor, right? No, it's not. It's 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 really not hard to pick a flavor. Really, it's the best, the original, the one that made it so that I can eat so many is chocolate chip. Really? So you're kicking it old school. I was eating chocolate chip all day. What about you? You know, we always bought the variety box. Oh, interesting. Okay. With the four flavors. Yeah, we didn't do that. I'm going to say, growing up, my all-time favorite flavor was the peanut butter chocolate chip. There was a peanut butter chocolate chip? I didn't even know there was a peanut butter chocolate chip. Yeah, dude. There's one now, too. Oh, my God. So what's good about it, too, is it's, it's, a, it's a regular granola bar, but it's got peanut butter chips and chocolate chips mixed in. Again, just like, you know, cereal, this is just candy now, right? Like, this isn't even... Oh, it's oh like, yes. These are, this is candy. This is, this is candy with, like, a costume on. You know, it's like candy in a uniform. It's not even, like, a good costume. It's like a costume that he cut out of a paper bag. Like, it's the t-shirt that says, this is my costume. Exactly. It's it's the three-hole punch gym of, of costumes. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like a minimal effort. But somehow, like, the moms are like, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> right. And it's like, mom, you're buying this? Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, the variety pack had the chocolate chip, the peanut butter chocolate, the s'mores, which had the mini marshmallows in it. I didn't even know they had s'mores. Like, and- I seriously think I only had the chocolate chip. That's okay. And the oatmeal raisin. Oh. Yeah. No, the oatmeal raisin is amazing. Is it really? Yeah. The problem, though, is the s'mores and, well, especially the oatmeal raisin one were always marketed as lower fat. Uh-huh. So they fell apart real bad. <laughs> you'd, like, you'd like peel it open and it would just like kind of fall apart. Did it have like the, the oatmeal raisin cinnamon flavor to it? It did. It was oh. real. Like the food scientist behind that, it's perfect. I'm in. I'm in. It's good. Get yourself a variety box. Give them all a try. And now with Quaker, they have tons of wacky varieties. Oh, yeah? They made like a Girl Scout cookie flavor series. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Well, so they made a Thin Mint one. And oh, I gotta no. Tell you, not a Thin Mint one. No, it was not good. No? No. Because it oh. had like a drizzle of icing on top. And it was very minty. It was like eating toothpaste. Oh, it was not that's, good. That's the that's the challenge. You have to you have to strike that mint chocolate balance. Mm-hmm. Mint is a really difficult flavor to do 
with food, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this next one, I mean, I'm, uh, I don't know if calling it a granola bar is accurate, okay. but it's definitely it's pushing. What I what I recognize about it is that it's it's pushed current granola bar brands into this category. But Cliff Bars. Oh, I mean, yeah, definitely. Like those are even though they're not what you would typically describe as a granola bar. Like that is now that's. That is the gold standard of a granola bar these days. Mm-hmm. They were designed for like serious, serious um, activity. I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize when they see and eat a Cliff Bar. Mm-hmm. The guy who designed the product was looking for something that he could use on his 175 mile bike rides. Yeah. See, that's the thing is like people, yeah, people and people just eat them like three a day, like Mm -hmm. while they're sitting at their desks. It's like, you know, it's like people that recreationally drink Gatorade. It's like, you know, just because, just just because you walk from your car to the office doesn't mean that you get to rehydrate with Gatorade. Oh, that is perfect. I never got it when people drank Gatorade, like as a drink, yeah. like power, like when you go to a fountain soda and there's Powerade on the fountain. Yeah. It's like you're at Olive Garden. Why? This is the last place you need to drink Powerade. <laughs> like, <laughs> Unless what? you're going to power through that uh, tour of Italy in about two hours. Yeah. Uh, well, as it works its way down your intestinal tract. Now, unless they're get, they're doing the all you can eat thing. And they're just and they're they're getting the Gatorade to rehydrate between their uh, their their the un- giant pasta sessions. <laughs> their unlimited pasta bowl. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna switch from the meat sauce to the Alfredo. Uh, let's change it up. Can we uh, go to a blue Powerade this time? <laughs> I'm, feeling, I, I'm feeling a little parched. I feel like my electrolytes are a little low, and that my sugar intake's a little low. So if you could just bring <laughs> that Powerade over here, that'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> right. But here's what's super cool about Cliff. In 2000, they turned down. An offer from Quaker Oats for $120 million. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just smart on, on their part. Cliff Bars are like way more popular than anything Quaker Oats puts out in the granola market. Like, But I think in 2000, that's that's a pretty uh, gutsy move to have the foresight. Yeah. You know? So that's pretty amazing because they have a huge product line now. Yeah. I mean, going from just Cliff and Luna Bars, they have all these different Cliff varieties. Mm-hmm. And that sort of leads us to this last piece of, of granola bars, which is um, Kind Bars. Uh-huh. And those are straight up fruit and nut. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's any bar, yeah. cereal in it. No, I don't think so. Those came out in 2004, and those were like super small startup kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And so what I find interesting about Cliff and Kind Bars is – now all of your major granola bar companies are doing similar things. There's the Nature Valley Fruit and Nut Bar. Quaker has tried to do lower fat, low sugar bars. But then you, oh, they also have those Quaker dips. Quaker dips. <laughs> Where they're just dipped in chocolate. Oh, God. Right. So awesome. Those I've never got, but I've always wanted to. Yeah. But at that point, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to buy like a bag of mini Twix, you know? I mean, yeah. You're, who are you fooling? When you're when you're twelve, you know you gotta fool yourself and tell it, no, no, no. This is a granola bar. This is healthy. Uh-huh. As an adult, you, you know we just, we know better. Yeah, I mean, you're a grown up. Just get what you want. So, uh, w- what do you got on granola there, Nick? Oh, what I was gonna ask you is like, so we talked about different variations. I still, after all this, still don't believe that granola is actually a cereal. That it okay, does not belong. No, does not need to be in milk. But, but. 
there might be an exception to this rule. Is muesli a granola? I ask you this because you're a, a resident European expert. Well, is muesli a granola? Is muesli a granola? See, this feels like a trap, man, because you want me to say, no, it's not a granola, and then you're going to say muesli is not a cereal. <laughs> but that's the thing, is that uh, I'm not going to trap you. I'm, I'm going to take you through the, the, the end game here. Muslix is a cereal. I mean, I would say that muesli is a cereal because it is got the components of cereal, which is oats mm-hmm. and fruit and nut. Sure, yeah. I still think granola is a cereal. <sighs> like... I, so you would take a bag of uh, bare naked. Mm-hmm. You would, that you you rip open that pouch. You pour into a bowl and you pour milk on top. Hell yeah, dude! <sighs> it just seems like they one that you'd only get like five bites of cereal, and two that you know it's what you've talked about like uh, when you have something and you're not eating it at its best capacity. Like mm-hmm. if you know when you talk about if you don't toast a pop tart, you're not eating it. At its best. And that's why I feel like that granola is best in yogurt with some some real fruit in there. Some like bananas, whatever. Topped with like a drizzle of honey. It's just that's just like that's the the best that you could possibly hope for with granola. I mean that's okay. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying though that you are wasting your time with putting into a bowl. <laughs> Well, I'm just, I'm not a big, I don't eat a lot of granola anyway. Uh-huh. So I guess when I get it, it's like, I'm just going to get it. I'm going to eat it. I use a smaller bowl. I use a smaller spoon. I got to chew twice as much. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm still getting the same experience. Uh-huh. But I don't eat a lot of yogurt mm-hmm. and I don't have a lot of fresh fruit around. So it's like, if I'm going to do it your way, I got to buy all this extra stuff. Uh, see. Now, I would partake at, like, some type of artisan parfait stand. My point is it's not something I'm going to make at home. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. This is our impasse, Paul. Mm -hmm. Is that girl? I just feel like we're at an impasse. I don't know if we can recover from this. (laughs) Oh, man, just wait till we start talking grape nuts and hot cereal. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be a bloodbath. (laughs) Uh... So yeah, granola uh, started off way back at the the birth of cereal. It's gone through two renaissance, I would think. Yeah, I think it's got. I think, but I, I got to tell you, it's one that I think is, it's at, it's it's at its peak right now. Like it's the best it's ever been. Yeah, I feel like that it's really benefited from the age of reason and cereal mm-hmm. because you know we're looking toward healthier options, and like granola has just got this. It's got this cachet of being healthier than tricks so it's people are going to try to turn to that more even though it probably has it sometimes might have more sugar than tricks has yes i guess it's maybe a percentage of or the source of the sugar yeah yeah, i'm always i'm always sort of i have a hard time with like sugar count because it's like added sugar but natural sugar but Mm -hmm. sugar is natural and it's it's very i just like crunch berries you know (laughs) i just want crunch berries where's 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 my crunch berry granola Ooh. <laughs> Is there anything else? That's all I got, man. It's a it's a good cereal. It's a good snack. It makes a good snack bar. Done. Except that it's not a cereal. Thank you guys for listening to the Super Cereal Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Tumblr. You just have to look up the Super Cereal Podcast. Uh, we're Super Cereal Pod on Twitter because they hate us. 
<laughs> you can uh, listen to the show on your current device, and I would assume it automatically updates like my my phone does. Uh-huh. We're available on iTunes. We're available on Google Play Music, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Overcast. Yeah, that's a thing, right? Yeah, thanks. You guys are listening to us on Overcast. We've seen like a like a skyrocket on Overcast lately. Well, there's got to be a good pun in there somewhere. Skyrocket on Overcast. Skyrocket on Overcast. Skyrocket. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, do you got? Do you got anything? I really don't. It feels oh, like a real it. home run, and I'm gonna listen to this like in two weeks and be like, no. <laughs> You're just gonna wake up tonight, and just shoot out of bed. No. <laughs> Paul, why are you calling me at three in the morning? I got it finally. <laughs> I got it's it like finally, Nick. Let's record. <laughs> it's like when George Costanza thinks of the best comeback, like the next day. Turns the car around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he thinks, uh, we got to record. I'm like, okay, Paul, you got it? He's like, yeah. So the, the skyrocket is running out of you. Wait, no. Oh, oh no. I mean, it's overcast there, but it's sunny here. <laughs> Uh, so yeah so continue to uh, listen to the show tell your friends you can uh, contact us at superserialpodcast at gmail.com you can send us a note through Facebook Instagram you can contact us through all those also uh, next week we're very excited that on next week's show we will have our very first guest appearance oh yeah we are having our first guest appearance next week this gentleman is a very accomplished author Mm. He has uh, written, he wrote his first book a couple years ago. He's a very funny guy. He's a dad. He's a professional. He uh, wears jeans all the time. We're very excited to have him on. And uh, we're going to tease it up a little bit, but a lot of you people know him. He's a good dude. And we are talking about a serial that he requested that he doesn't like. So I think it's going to be a great episode. Oh, it's going to be a very interesting episode next week for sure. It's just a classy guy. I'm just, uh, I'm glad to, that he's going to be on the pod. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the show. Longtime fan. Longtime listener. Uh, it's also going to be an exercise in editing because we will all be talking over each other. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be one of my favorite weeks. <laughs> all right. Well, this is Paul. And this is Nick. And this has been Serial. Serious, 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 serious.